welcome to Northern Latitudes. I'm Bill Alt. In a previous episode, we talked with Dr. Melissa Lem about the ability of nature to help us lead healthier lives. Dr. Lem's name came up again as I spoke to Jared Hanley, CEO of NatureQuant, a company developing an app to quantify both the quantity and quality of your time outdoors. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Uh, Jared Hanley, and I am the CEO of NatureQuant. Explain to me NatureQuant and the app that you've developed. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, so NatureQuant, I think, quite simply, is a company founded to quantify nature. I mean, as the name implies, um, we we really felt like nature is having a lot of influences on our society, our health, you know, our economic systems. And it didn't have an elegant way to quantify it and track it, measure it, optimize it, et cetera. And so that's that's really kind of the primary goal of, of what we're doing. And then once we've quantified nature, we use that data in various ways. Uh, we've created um, a couple of product suites around that. One is is really a, um, a mapping or location intelligence system we call Nature Score, where you can use understanding of what natural elements are where to see how it's influencing things like population health or urban heat islands or real estate values. And then the other way we're using it, which is is somewhat new, um, just launched a couple months ago, is um, via a mobile app where you can create a customized nature prescription, if you will, for yourself to monitor how much time you're spending inside versus outside. And then when you're outdoors, are you getting adequate nature exposure? Meaning, are you going to parks? Are you around trees or bodies of water versus just in parking lots or city streets? What's the business model for this? How does how does Nature Quant make money? I know <laughs> you can ask that question, right? It's a good question. Well, um, I mean, again, I'll, I'll divide it by the two product suites. I mean, the first is Nature Score, uh, where we're, again we're mapping the nature for any location. So take take your house for example. We can draw a radius around your house and examine what's there. You know, how many trees are there? How big are they? Are there bodies of water? Are there any parks? that kind of intelligence. And then that is valuable for us to understand a, a number of things. Um, your health risks, trees influence air quality. Having a park nearby means you're likely more active, may reduce obesity. It also influences your property value. It may indicate risks for urban heat islands, those kinds of things. So that intelligence that we're creating around how nature is influencing all these outcomes for our society is valuable. Um, it's valuable to investors. It's valuable to you know, basically healthcare providers. It's valuable to individuals. Maybe you want to pick a neighborhood based on the volume of nature, right? So you can screen via that kind of data. So there's a number of ways that data can be um, turned into a product, if you will. But a lot of what we're doing actually is with nonprofits. You know, we're selling the data to organizations trying to identify communities of, of nature deficiency, right? So where, where are the areas in our society that need more access to nature? They need more trees. They need more parks. We can use our data to screen for those communities. And so that's really kind of, um, you know, more than turning into a, a monetization strategy, something that we're super excited about. Um, so that's nature score. Again, that's the ability to, you know, measure the nature for a static location. Now, nature dose, the mobile app, um, is really for individual use, or it can be prescribed to you by your doctor. We're actually going to be working with thousands of doctors throughout the U.S. and hopefully at some point soon in Canada as well to allow them to basically automate nature prescriptions or park prescriptions so they can tell their patients 
to go outside a certain number of minutes a week or go to a park three times a week for 20 minutes per session um, as an interventional tool. We're also working with some therapists to study how using time outdoors improves mental health or anxiety broadly. Um, so that's valuable. But I also think just the gamification and quantification of time outside is, is really important. And I think that um, can be a value in and of itself. I mean, if insurance providers, for example, understand that simply getting their members outside reduces their healthcare costs, they may be motivated to incentivize that behavior. So I know that's that's a lot of different avenues I'm talking about, but I mean, those are some of the things we're exploring in terms of turning this data into a, a company. Does the app tie into the insurance business health system in the US? Well, that's that's one avenue we're exploring. I mean, the app actually just came out. Yeah. One of one of the things we really want to ensure is that the app is free for the users because, you know, again, we just want to broadly promote the concept of getting outside is important yeah. for your health. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so if the insurance companies can, you know, basically sponsor the app because they also believe in that mission and have it be free for everyone, great. Right. Um, we okay. don't want to um, charge for it broadly. So, you know, it may be governmental agencies, it may be insurance companies, it may be, you know, forward looking outdoor organizations, right, that want to promote time outside and have their brand affiliated with the concept of using nature for health. So um, there's a lot of ways I think we can support our infrastructure costs and make sure the app is free for everyone. What's the science behind what you guys are trying to do with your app? Yeah, did you talk to Dr. Melissa Lem? I did. Yeah, she was yeah, wonderful. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I know her as well. Well, we're trying to actually emulate some of your park park prescription programs in Canada here in the States. Um, well, the science is, first of all, I mean, the really like the scientific study of this goes back probably 40 years or so. Um, but even prior to that, I mean, there's, there's just been this notion that getting outside is good for your health for eons. I mean, that's nothing new, right? Um, we all kind of have, have kind of grown up with that. But really in the 80s, uh, mostly in Japan, they started like, really studying the impact on biomarkers of getting people out into natural areas. Um, and they found that there's pretty profound differences of when you spend time outside, what kind of environment you're in. So for example, if, if I, if you and I went to a park versus go and sit on a city street, we would see these differences. Um, your blood pressure would go down your cortisol levels, which is kind of a measure of a stress, stress hormone would go down. Um, your heart rate variability, which is really a sign of how um, stressed you are, would improve. Um, your immune system actually would get stronger after you sit in a park. So we can measure these things called white blood cells, which are, um, they go around and they attack viruses and cancers. Your white blood cell count goes way up after you've been in nature. And then mentally, people report being less anxious, they're happier, and they actually have a longer attention span. Um, they're better at problem solving after they've sat in a, in a park versus in a city. So there's all these biomarkers and these things that we can measure and have measured through dozens and dozens of studies that have shown that it's pretty impactful to, to be in nature. Now, those are interventional studies. I would say beyond that, there's been way more observational studies where we've looked at where people live. We've looked at what's around them. So how close are they to parks? How green is it in their neighborhood? And things like cancer rates, longevity, heart disease. And you very consistently will find, even after you control for what we call covariates, so you know general risks for the population, that the people who are around more nature are just healthier, broadly. Um, and that's been done repeatedly. So I would say the science is, is really, really solidified over the last 20 to 30 years to the point where it's, I mean, at this point, it's not really up for debate that 
being around nature is beneficial to your health. When we think of tech in the outdoors, we think of tents, we think of light. How do we make something lighter? What goes into developing a tech app for the outdoors? It's in beta. I mean, we're constantly improving it. It's it's available. Unfortunately, it's not in Canada yet. Right. So yes. a lot of your listeners are <laughs> kind of out of luck. We will be in Canada soon, but it's available in the U.S. on in the Android and, and iOS app stores. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, so we've done some proprietary research using our data because our data is quite novel where what we've done is we've studied um, longevity of populations and analyzed the natural elements around them and really created an algorithm to optimize, you know, what types of combinations of natural elements seem to bestow the greatest health benefits. So that's really nature score, as I, as I discussed. And then once you have a mobile app and you know when people are inside or outside and when they're outside, what kind of environments they're in, you can get an understanding for how much actual exposure to those natural elements each individual is getting. And that's what goes into the app. So the app monitors how much time you're spending inside versus outside. And then once we detect your outside, we look at the environment you're in. Are you on an urban street with a lot of traffic and noise, or are you actually out in a park? And then we give you what we call a nature dose, a credit for the amount of time that you've spent outside exposed to natural elements. So that's the high level. I mean, the tech behind even in determining whether someone is inside or outside is 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 quite complicated and was really a, quite an engineering challenge. And it's, we're refining it. It's getting better and better. It's not perfect, but we do think we have probably the best ability of anyone in the world to determine those kinds of things. The tokens would be part of the gamification of getting people outside. Yeah. So the idea of a token, right? Yeah. So say you you get a certain number of nature dose minutes per week. And then maybe you get a discount to, you know, some kind of brand, or if you get enough nature dose minutes for the month, maybe that allows you to buy a special kind of shoes, or, you know, you join a, a club of certain kind of benefits, or even to a token in terms of like a crypto coin, right? You could, we could, we're looking into establish something like that, where you actually get some kind of monetary value, which is either sponsored by an insurance company, or, or again, just a, maybe it's an NFT or some other kind of incentive to get people to spend time outside. What has the response been like? Uh, incredible so far. I mean, it, and I can't say it's because of us or our tech. I think broadly, maybe it's because of the pandemic or maybe it's because people are just realizing that we're all techno stressed. We're all inside in front of screens 12 to 14 hours a day. You know, that pendulum has swung so far to urban, indoor, in front of screens lifestyle that it's starting to get pushed back. And so I do feel like there's just a broad groundswell around, okay, wait, we need to get outside on occasion. Actually, not only outside, we need to get out of like busy, noisy cities on occasion, go sit in a park, you know, just you know, basically be exposed to nature. Um, and our technology is, is really novel in that we're the only ones that can quantify that, measure it, gamify it, analyze it from a kind of a mapping level, but also from an individual level with the app. Yeah, the response has been incredible. We, we can't keep up right now, frankly, with, you know, kind of all the opportunities that we're looking at. We're trying to really decide what's the best way to kind of spread the word around what we're doing. Where do you see this being in a year or two? Well, here's my, so we're in a bunch of clinical trials right now using Nature Dose through therapists, through doctors, and then also just through, you know, cohorts of students and nurses and populations that we're studying. And the other thing we're doing is a lot of these, these populations are wearing smartwatches. So we're knowing, you know, how well are they sleeping? What's happening to their resting heart rate? They're answering mood surveys. So we're really going to be able to refine, like, what is the optimal nature dose? And, you know, what does that mean in terms of like your health outcomes? 
And as that, that science solidifies with our specific technology, I think we will have an incredibly powerful, scalable health intervention that I hope can be used around the world. Frankly, I mean, it's free, right? For most people to get outside is virtually no cost. There's no side effects and you won't need a doctor or some other healthcare professional to enable this for you. You can just take control of you know your healthcare on your own with an app like ours. So yeah, my vision but- is in a couple of years, you know, this becomes nature dose is a household term. Like you, you, the notion of, did you get your steps today? The 10,000 steps I think can be equally applied to, did you get your nature dose today? Right. Were you outside an adequate amount this week? And so that's my goal. I mean, I would love, you know, if we get into something like the Apple watch or, you know, we're in um, the or ring or, you know, Google fit and tens of millions of people are outside monitoring their time exposed to nature. I think healthcare, public health broadly would just be vastly improved. Take me back to the beginning. Where did this come from? To go way back, I should say personally, you know, I, so like a lot of people, I had an office job, right? <laughs> like I was indoors in front of screens, you know, stressed out all the time. And my like salvation, if you will, was always getting outside. Like I was, I just go for a hike or a bike ride or go climbing, whatever I was doing. I just found like such an amazing health benefit. You know, physically, I felt amazing. I had a perfect mental reset, like my head became clear and I became creative and productive again. And I was, I, it was just, it was just profound to me, like how much benefit I got out of spending time outside that I didn't get when I went to a gym, right. Or, you know, just exercised or just, you know, took a break in any other way. And I'm quite curious person. I'm always like, you know, diving into the research and I discovered that, you know, this is not just me. I mean, there's a ton of evidence that spending time in nature bestows these benefits, mental and physical on almost every population that they study, but the public wasn't aware of it. And there wasn't any tool to, you know, really quantify this or measure it at scale. And that just motivated me to, you know, create something that could do that. So everyone can experience those same benefits that I got when I went for a hike, right? Because I just, it's kind of like when you, you know, you take a bite of delicious cake, you just want to share it, right? You want other people to <laughs> experience that great thing. And so that that's kind of how I was with time outside. And even further back as a kid? You're dead on. I mean, as a kid, my idea of fun was going and playing in the woods, for sure. <laughs> but actually, even as like a young adult, what I became was a um, a professional adventure racer, which is a sport where you you basically are outside you know, 24 hours a day for, you know, a week constantly. So um, even as a young adult, my idea of a good time was just spending as, you know, all my time outside uh, recreating. So I've always had a love for nature, Um, but even more so as my professional career grew. And I, like many of us started spending more and more time indoors in front of screens. I needed time in nature even more. I did not do my research. I did not see professional adventure racer anywhere. What was that all about? Well, so I, I think it's kind of a niche sport. So maybe I'll explain what it is. Um, I mean, it's kind of like a wilderness triathlon or like a backpacking race, if you will. It's, um, ultra distance racing in the woods. So there'll be a series of checkpoints often, you know, up to a hundred miles apart. And you travel between those checkpoints, either on bike or on foot or in a kayak in a race format, but the races are very long, you know, sometimes 500 to a thousand miles long. So it's really just as much nature as you can get packed into (laughs) five to 10 days. (laughs) And so I did that competitively for a number of years. 
You've mentioned a number of usages, including real estate. So if I'm a real estate person, do you see the day when a nature score is part of my sales pitch? Absolutely. Is that Okay. I mean, I think as more and more people start to appreciate the value of having nature nearby, that's going to become a critical component for any kind of real estate analytics. And so I do think getting a nature score for your house is, is a valuable data point. I think there's a lot of people out there that want to live near parks or near bodies of water or have nice trees in their neighborhood. And right now, that's pretty hard to measure. I mean, you can look at satellite imagery like a you know, aerial image or something, but you can't really screen for a bunch of houses in, a, in, a, in an elegant way without data like ours. And beyond that, if you get something like a, what they're called automated valuation models, like a Zestimate for your house, surprisingly, almost all of those models don't incorporate nature in any way. Um, so they don't actually know when they come up with a Zestimate for your house, are you next to a park? Are there nice big trees? And we now have that data. And so we can provide that kind of like scalable intelligence into those valuation models so that not only do individuals have the ability to screen for it, but the actual property appraisals can account for the value of the nature nearby. And that's important even for cities, right? Who manage a lot of those trees, right? If they realize that investing in parks, investing in trees raises property values and therefore increases taxes for the city, that might allow them to you know, put more funding into building green infrastructure. Do you see developers using this as well? Yeah, I mean, we already are working with like HOA organizations and you know commercial real estate investors to understand, um, you know, how important is it to, to to put green into our communities? Things like lease rates are higher when there's nature nearby. You know, shopping malls that have trees actually people shop there longer and spend more money. Um, I mean, when you have the data around nature, it's it's pretty interesting to see how it, it correlates with all these other outcomes we very consistently find that nature is quite impactful on, on, you know, the economics around real estate, but obviously also around behavior. And how do you think that nature score will be expressed? You may go to a, a real estate listing site and it'll say bedrooms, bathrooms, and then it might have a nature score. Um, or it may say, you know, your nearest park is 220 meters away, or you're a quarter mile from the nearest river, you know, that kind of data we have and we can display it automatically to millions of properties. Bringing it back to the app for a second, in a week or two, I'll be kayaking. So will I get a kayaking score, an outdoor score, or maybe even both? So right now it's just indoor, outdoor. And then when you're outdoor, you get a nature score based on the environment you're in. So kayaking would give you an incredibly high score. Basically every minute you spend out kayaking, you're going to get a minute of nature dose credit. So we don't delineate between types of behavior. We do actually have the ability to do that. So we can detect whether you're on a body of water or not, whether you're on a bike or not. We actually know whether you're skiing or not. So we're building what's called an intelligence library to understand what the user is doing. We don't apply that right now, but in the future, that's entirely possible. The important thing though, is to get outside, right? Get outside. Yeah. We, so, so far we haven't been able to study like, doesn't matter what kind of behavior you undertake when you're outside. Right now, we just want to know that you're out there in the park. You can be sitting under a tree reading a book in the park, or you could be going for a run. You're going to get the same nature dose credit. In the future, we can incorporate activity as like another layer. But for now, we're trying to keep things simple and just motivate people to get outside. Thanks, Jared. Best of luck with both Nature Score and Nature Dose. And I look forward to using it as soon as it's available here in Canada. Yeah, we're working on that, hopefully in the next year. And that's it for episode seven. 
Thanks to producer Sarah Simpson and social media director Alina Simpson for their help this week. Our theme music and brand logo are by Titan Sound, John Sanfilippo. Make sure to tell a friend about the podcast and send them over to the podcast page at northernlatitudes.ca. I'm Bill Alt. Find your way to Northern Latitudes. Thank you.